today we're going to be Bible bashing gender appropriation. Let me tell you something about LGBTQ rights, about trans rights. All right, what you have here is an example of a man who's essentially pretending to be a woman, and he's engaged in what might be described as gender appropriation. Uh, so you have an individual who is a white male who, you know, historically has been viewed in through, you know, through the language of intersectionality as being a member of an oppressor class. So he has two oppressor classes. He's both white and he's a male. And then he is basically adopting the cultural practices and habits and mannerisms of, you know, of an oppressed class of people in our society, women. You know, so women are viewed as minority classes who have been historically oppressed. And so what you have here is you have this unacknowledged adoption of the stereotypical traits that are inherent to females in general. And so what you have as an example of what you might describe as gender appropriation. Now, um, one of the things that's insane about the kind of society that we're living in is we're living in a kind of society that basically says that whatever it means to be a woman, that's just a social construct, essentially. And so, you know, the feminists have basically been telling us for years that, you know, any gender stereotype that might be related to femininity is essentially something that's learned and something that's um, um, cultural, essentially, is trained into women. So women don't naturally like pink and boys don't naturally like blue. These are just social constructs. And, you know, the fact that women wear makeup and men don't, these are just cultural constructs. And the fact that women would wear earrings, like these are just cultural co constructs. And then, you know, this dramatic, elaborate flourish that this man just engaged in, uh, all these exaggerated feminine mannerisms, these are all just stereotypical feminine ways of acting. And, you know, despite the fact that he's a man, he can't really pull it all off. He's trying the best he can to be lovely and charming and, you know, feminine, but everything about him just screams masculinity. But as I'm saying, like the feminists have taught us for years that all these stereotypes are basically just nonsense sense that we just all made them up and that, you know, there's functionally no difference between men and women other than just some superficial differences like the fact that women have breasts and, you know, men have different um, genitalia than women. But other than those superficial like differences between men and women, we're basically just the same. A woman can do anything a man can do and maybe better. But then what's happening here is you have an individual who's a man who is pretending to be a woman. And the way that he identifies that he really is a woman is to appeal to all of these like gender stereotypes that the feminists have been trying to overthrow for years. And so, you know, what you have here is you have a man who is intentionally engaging in acting in a very like stereotypically feminine way. And yet we're supposed to acknowledge that like all those gender stereotypes that the feminists have chucked, we're supposed to acknowledge that in his case, those are the things that are essential to his identity. The th these are the things that have helped him to understand himself to be not a male, but to be a female. And we need to all bow down and respect this. And so here you have a man who, you know, is basically displaying all these feminine mannerisms, who's wearing makeup who has a plunging v-neck shirt that he is wearing and who has earrings that he's wearing and all these things are supposed to indicate to all of us that really he is a fem he is a female despite the obvious reality of the fact that well he just looks like an ugly dude this is only going in one direction you will respect us all right so so notice now like you have this man pretending to be a woman and you know his message is to basically threaten um 
normal society. So he's trying to threaten us. So he's engaging in the language of intimidation, which is really just ironic when you think about it. So you have a man who's trying to be lovely and everything about him doesn't scream loveliness. It just screams caricature, like clown, like uh, revolting. Like uh, you don't have a picture of grace, a picture of loveliness. What you have is you have a man who's trying to play act, right? A play act to be a gender that he actually is not. But then he's still inescapably masculine. Like he looks inescapably masculine. Um, his mannerism, even though he tries to adopt feminine mannerisms, he can't pull them off. But then notice how he like defaults to male language of intimidation. So you know whatever what's intrinsic to men in a fallen world is that men are strong. So men are stronger than women significantly stronger than women and you know they're going to use that strength to their advantage and so you know sinful men knee-jerk default to intimidation that's how men get their way whereas like, women who are the weaker vessel they know that they're not physically imposing they know that they're not going to be able to use their physical presence to command you know respect in that kind of way um, so what they're going to do is they're going to engage in like manipulation in order to get their way. And so men and women are different along these lines. And so you have a man right here who is basically just bowing up to every man around him and basically saying, like, you, like, he's making a demand. And that demand that he's making is the demand you will respect us. Like, that's his demand that he's making. And so, you know, despite the fact that he's pretending to be a woman, he's, he's speaking the language of intimidation. He's doing exactly what you would expect a man to do. Uh, and he's doing it rather poorly. You can be upset. You can be angry. You can think it's unfair. You can feel like we're stealing. All right. So, so think about what he's saying here. Like now, like he's the, you have a man who's pretending to be a woman. He's basically saying you can be you can be upset. You can think it's unfair. You can feel like we're stealing something from you. So, like what he's doing in this is he like he he is inescapably male and he's responding to life in the way that a male would respond to life. And so, you know, a common struggle in most marriages is the struggle between the masculine impulse to basically look at other people and say, hey, I understand if you're upset. I understand if you think it's unfair, but you need to get over yourself and just face it, you know, face reality. Like that's a very masculine thing to do. And this is a source of many fights between men and women, particularly husbands and wife, as it relates to child rearing in general. So most men are oriented in such a way that if they're child were to fall off a bike and scrape their knee, the man's going to look at that child and say, hey, it's just a flesh wound. Get over it. I got some duct tape. You want me to uh, tape it up for you? You know, it's still attached. You're fine. Uh, you need to get over it. Whereas most women, they have an impulse to, in those moments, to nurture that child and to coddle that child and to, you know, give that child a hug and say, oh, poor baby, you know, you want me to kiss it and make it better and everything else. And so m women are very sensitive about like, the feelings of other people, whereas men, you know, by default, most men are going to be the kind of individuals who are trying to cultivate different traits in their children. And so what you have in most marriages, is you have a woman who's trying to cultivate compassion and sympathy in their child. And at the same time, and in the same instance, you have a man who is basically trying to cultivate fortitude and courage in their child. And so, you know, a man can look at a woman who is basically coddling their child after they fall and scrape their knee and think that like she's going to turn him into a, you know an effeminate you know sissy or pansy to use the language of former generation but he's looking at her and he's thinking that she's fundamentally doing something immoral to her sons by trying to cuddle them and coddle them in those moments and she will equally look at him and think that he's doing something fundamentally immoral by refusing to comfort uh, the children in those moments. But the problem is that they both have different objectives. They both have different agendas. And so what you have here is you have this man who is 
pretending to be a woman, trying to persuade us that he's a woman. But then, you know, he's speaking the language of intimidation, as we've already saw. But then not only is he speaking the language of intimidation, but he's running roughshod over the feelings of everyone around him, but himself. He's basically saying, hey, you need to get over yourself. You, You may think it's unfair. You may think we're stealing something. You may dislike it. And that's fine. But you need to get over yourself. So notice what he says. Something from you. But it's still only going in one direction. You will respect us. Right. So, so notice, like, you know, like he's running roughshod over feelings. He's speaking the language of intimidation. He's speaking the language of conquest and conquering. I like guess it's only going to go in one direction. Hey, the momentum's all on our side. You're going to lose. We're going to win. We're going to beat you down. So you have a man here speaking the language of intimidation saying, we're going to win. We're going to beat you down. There's no hope. Like, you might as well give up. So this is just full-on language of intimidation. But also, like, notice what he's demanding. He's 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 demanding the primary thing that men want, right? So he's demanding respect. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He's he's demanding respect. Now, God's designed the world in such a way that the primary currency, so to speak, that men run off of is the currency of respect. And the primary currency that women run off is the language of like the currency of love. So most women want to be cherished. Like, and if their husband doesn't cherish them, it's almost impossible for a wife to respect a husband who doesn't cherish her. And in a similar way, it's almost impossible for a man to cherish a wife who constantly disrespects him. And so if you have a wife who is just constantly disrespecting her husband over and over and over again, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it takes a supernatural work of God for that man to cherish that woman. And then equally, you know, if that man is like not cherishing her, then it's going to be almost impossible for her to look at him and show him any respect. How do you respect the kind of person who treats you with contempt, who's not thankful for you, who doesn't think that you're special or valuable? So that's not to say that women don't want to be respected and men don't want to be loved. It's just not the primary currency that they're operating under. But what you have here is you have a man who's trying to persuade us that he is a woman who's speaking the language of intimidation, okay? He's speaking the language of intimidation. He's running roughshod over the feelings of everyone around him and basically saying, get over it. Like he's speaking the language of conquest, basically saying that we're going to win. And then like he's demanding the primary currency that men want. And that's the currency of respect. And so, you know, everything about him, you know, from the fact that like he like looks like a, he, he doesn't look like a beautiful woman. He looks like a hideous clown. Um, and all of like his mannerisms, like he is fundamentally a man and there's nothing he can do but be a man. Like that's just who he is. That's who God made him. He's inescapably a man. And the sooner he realizes that, the better. And the sooner our society realizes that like this is just a joke. This is just a, you know, an act of gender appropriation. The better off we'll all be. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move. Thank you.